When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of AMA. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm going to be answering your questions. And these questions are sponsored by our friends at ButcherBox. These guys are changing my wife's microbiome one delivery at a time. I cannot vouch hard enough for these guys. And they've got some free ground beef for you guys. And it's free ground beef for life plus $20 off your first box. This means ButcherBox will include free ground beef for the lifetime of your subscription. Just go to ButcherBox.com and enter the discount code TOM at checkout. This is a company that I really feel good about having on the podcast. I really want you guys to give them a shot. And you can check out all of their options at their website, ButcherBox.com. They have 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef free range and organic, and even a very special breed of extra tasty pork. You get your personal selections of meat delivered directly to your door with free shipping if you live within the 48 contiguous United States, and the prices have just come down to $6 a meal. That really is extraordinary. If you're going to give the keto diet a try or or basically anything where meat is going to be um, useful, you're going to want to give them a shot. And it really is the perfect way to do keto. So you can get your free ground beef for life plus $20 off your first box by using the discount code TOM. That's Tom. Nice and easy when you check out at ButcherBox.com. Enjoy and be legendary. All right. The first question is up. And this is from Heather. My name is Heather and I live with chronic depression. I found that when I am turned on, I thrive. By being turned on, I'm referring to living my best life, proper nutrition, exercise, cold showers, journaling, writing a list of affirmations, practicing gratitude and giving 100% of myself every day. I know that diet and exercise is more than important. It is vital for me to feel satisfied and happy with life. With consistency, I have lost 100 pounds without surgery. I was inspired to burn my ships, as Tony Robbins says, in July of last year and start to pursue happiness. I left a fairly sought-after job with a Fortune 500 company and became a realtor. This pursuit, I'm realizing, 
has been much more difficult than I really anticipated. I have found that giving 100% of myself 100% of the time is not sustainable. Since I have so much flexibility in my job, I have the ability to avoid doing things when I don't feel like it. I can work every day for a month in a row, keep my morning routine, do everything that I know fills my cup, but then I just crash and everything I worked hard to build tumbles on top of me. I don't get out of bed for weeks at a time, which is not permissible and in turn makes me feel worse about myself. How do you sustain giving 100%, 100% of the time? And if, when you fall short of your goals, how do you override the failure feeling? That is an amazing question. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I'm going to tell you right now that the way that you do that is you're going to love yourself and you're also going to hold yourself to a standard. So the key here is you're going to slip up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have days where you feel down. And the reality of the nuance is you're going to have to pick yourself back up as quickly as possible. And you're going to have to make demands of yourself. Man, I want to just tell people to love yourself into oblivion. And it really does start with that. Like you actually have to love yourself where you're at, foibles and all, mistakes and all, warts and all, everything. But now you've got to hold yourself to a fucking standard. You cannot allow yourself to be weak. That's just the reality. And so when you fall, don't beat yourself up over it. Don't lose time worrying about it. But don't allow yourself to wallow. Don't allow yourself to stay there. It doesn't serve you to stay there. So you're going to remind yourself, hey, everybody falls. This isn't a big deal. But I need to get back up and I need to get going. Now, the key to all of this working is when you're leaving it all out on the field every day and you're playing to the best of your ability and you know that and you're taking time to acknowledge that in yourself. When you feel like you need a day off, take it. Take it. Go play. Go recharge, go be around the people that you love, connect and build a life that's worth fighting for. We are a social animal. We crave connection. We want friends and people in our lives that give us that sense of belonging and community and all of the beautiful things that go with having those real relationships and they take time and you have to cultivate them. That is so critically important. And if you're not taking the time to do that, then you're really going to find yourself in these miserable states where when you fall, you just want to stay in bed because the reality is when you're taking time off from something, it should be a conscious choice. I'm not going to work today. I'm feeling like I'm getting towards the end of my rope. I need to take some time off. And in those moments, you have to have your belief system such that you allow yourself to take that time off guilt-free. And that's the whole point of playing all out all the time is when you need that time off, you just don't feel badly about it. When I need a day off, I fucking take it and I kick back and I chill. I turn off my ambition and I just relax. And I do that for the exact amount of time that that feels good and it feels right. And then I get back to it. But because I don't wait until I'm crashed and on the ground and feeling miserable, I start noticing those really early signs of like, ooh, that's funny. I really don't want to get back to work. I really want to X, Y, Z. Well, then if that feeling holds, then I go do X, Y, Z. And that's what allows me to stay fresh. And also you got to love what you're doing. So one question you got to ask yourself is, do you love real estate? And if you don't, then it may be time to be like, okay, look, this hasn't turned out to be the growing fascination that I hoped it would become. Now, you have to really be careful and I highly recommend reading the book Grit so that you can figure out if you're quitting because it's getting hard or if you're quitting because it really wasn't the right thing to go all in on in the first place. Um, 
Only you can answer that question. But again, read Grit by Angela Duckworth. She has a whole section about how to know the difference. Um, so that's worth checking out. But that really is the answer. So it's it's unfortunately nuanced. It is multifactorial. One, when you fall down, just get back up and keep moving. Don't do the, well, I've blown my diet, so I might as well eat like crazy for the next month. It's I had one meal. It was off. Cool. I'm back on and just get right back on it. And to stick with the eating analogy, if you're going to eat a bowl of ice cream, at least enjoy the bowl of ice cream. Don't be conflicted while you're eating it. So if you need a day off, take the day off. And then three, make sure that you're connecting with other people. Make sure that you have thriving relationships in your life, that you have connection and love and joy that has nothing to do with the results that you're getting in life so that you have this sort of inoculation against those moments of failure. And I think that that is absolutely critical. All right, next up, Derek Garcia. Last year, I made a pact with myself that I would be authentically and unapologetically me no matter the outcome. I know that comparison is the thief of all joy, that it's about the journey, not the destination, that success isn't guaranteed, but I still find myself doubting my worthiness. Have you ever had this experience and what strategies would you recommend to help that process? I meditate, do breath work, have meaningful affirmations, read and journal. I'm wondering whether I'm allowing activities labeled as self-development to become distractions in my personal journey, keeping me in my head and out of my heart. Well, here's what's interesting. If you have a feeling that you're in your head and not in your heart, I would begin exploring your heart. What does that look like? Is it, like I was saying in the last answer, is that about connection and spending time with friends? If it is, do that, man. There's nothing more beautiful than having awesome relationships. And I think that you should pursue those. I think that you should make sure that they're thriving. I think that they're one of the absolute pillars of human happiness. So do that for sure. Now, the other thing is that if you are um, struggling with your affirmations and your um, self-development and all of that, and you think that the struggle is because you still have negative thoughts, then let me say this. You're never going to get rid of negative thoughts ever. They're never going to go away. They are never going to hit zero. And so what you have to get phenomenally good at is the mental jujitsu of I'm feeling unworthy, I'm feeling like a loser, I just failed, I'm never gonna be able to do this. And you just remind yourself, okay, yep, that's the voice that's trying to keep me safe, that's the voice that's going to keep me small. And instead of listening to that, I'm gonna use that as mental jujitsu, as a reminder, a habit loop trigger to think something positive, whether that's one of your affirmations or whether that's just a reminder that I can learn anything I set my mind to. So what is this thing that I think that I'm terrible at? Um, it's, you know, math, let's say. Okay, well, great. Do I want to get good at math? Do the goals that truly excite me and get me out of bed, do they demand that I get good at math? And if they demand that I get good at math and the goal is so exciting that it drags me out of bed, then Go learn math and just remind yourself that you can get good at it over time. Maybe other people learn it faster than you, but you will learn it if you keep putting in the work. If the goal doesn't get you excited enough to drag you out of bed, then we have a goal problem. We don't have a self-worth problem. And then I was just thinking today, as I was taking my cold ass shower, and I thought, I really didn't want to do that today. I really wanted to just take a warm shower. And as I flipped it on, because I don't allow myself to hesitate, as I flipped it on and it bashed me with the cold, I thought, I already feel better about myself, even though this hurts. The fact that I did it, 
that I did something hard. And then I just started thinking about, wow, this is really weird. I live in this little bubble of creating my self-worth on a day-to-day basis that has nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with other people. And I hate to say this to you guys because I am so beyond grateful for every listen, like, follow, share, everything that I get. It really is super meaningful to me. But I care a lot more about my willingness to do the hard shit. And when I think about what touches my sense of self-worth, I'm so aware that this influencer thing is transient at best, that it will not last forever. That is for sure. Nothing like this ever does. And my self-esteem can't be touched by it. When I'm not feeling good about myself, there's nothing that anyone else could say in comments, in person, in anything that's going to make me feel better about myself. And conversely, when I'm on fucking point with what I'm pursuing in my life and I'm doing hard things every day because I value, I have chosen to value hard things. And when I do hard things, I feel good about myself because I said I was going to do it. It was difficult and I faced it down. And because I apply that to other areas of my life, like right now, let me tell you, I'm recording this late at night. I have had the craziest fucking two weeks. It's been pure insanity. I walked out, walked out of my door at my house in Los Angeles and 21, 22 hours later, I walked back in my door. But in the intervening 21-ish, 22 hours, I'd gone to New York, done an interview, gotten back on a plane, actually went to a comic shop to talk to them about the upcoming comic, got back on a plane and got here, all in far less than 24 hours. Then, of course, it's double episode, it's mayhem, it's everything going on here, it's meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, and just when I think, hey, I'm going to be able to sit down and chill and spend a little bit of time with my wife, because I leave again tomorrow, I realize that I've got several things that I have to do, including coming and recording this AMA. And in that moment, I was filled with that excitement that comes when you know you're about to do something that's going to make you feel good about yourself because it isn't easy. And coming in here now and really thinking about creating value and touching somebody's life and bringing that energy no matter how fucking tired I am, that's the shit that makes me feel good about myself. And remember, right now, I know you're listening to this and you feel like there's some sort of connection. I'm fucking by myself. I am all by myself in a little room staring at fucking padding And I'm having to gut it out and find that thing inside of myself to keep pushing and to do this because I believe in it. And that's so easy to replicate in your life by doing the hard things. And when you're doing the hard things, the self-worth comes. No one's going to be able to take that from you, even the voice in your head, because when that voice comes, you will know that you've earned respect with yourself, you know that you do things that are worth being proud of. And when you're doing things that are worth being proud of, when you're doing hard things that lead you towards your goal, then all of a sudden nobody can take those things away from you. And when that negative voice begins to play, you can flip it. All right, I can fucking go on and on about that, but that shit is powerful. You got to do hard things every goddamn day. And when you do that, then you're going to be able to get where you want to go. 
but you got to be willing to do the hard things. Sam. I'm making great progress in my life, but I always get caught up in the worries about the state of the world. I have two kids who I love, but am also worried as to what their future holds. These worries are about society and its decay with censorship and also also our freedoms disappearing, being taken away. Yes, Uh, it seems like a lot of people don't care, don't want to know or deal with the big issues. What do you think, man? You know what? So I think that it is worthwhile thinking about that right now. And I would be lying if I said I didn't feel like that we're in a time where this is uniquely something that is worth considering. But at the same time, I think that be the change you want to see in the world. Figuring out how you want to live your life, figuring out what is meaningful to you, figuring out what you want to do, what obstacles you have to overcome, all of that is where I always, like when I get in that loop of, whoa, man, is society changing in a way that I don't appreciate and that, I mean, I don't have kids, but that I would be worried about bringing my kids up into, that's when I come back to the only thing any of us can do, unless you want to be a politician and go out and try to make policy, the only thing that any of us can do is to live a life that is not only internally powerful for us, but that uplifts other people. And I believe if you focus on that and you keep doing that on a long enough timeline, you really do begin to make the change that you want to see. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't worry about the way that I feel society shifting in terms of their mentality. I worry that there is a lot of frame of reference problem. I want to, the real word I'm thinking is entitlement, but I don't mean that in like a triggery way. Like I get it. I get how people end up in that position. The thing that worries me is when somebody blames anyone else other than themselves for any situation in their life, for any situation, even if it might be true, it just doesn't help. It doesn't help you to think in that way. What helps you is to say, okay, I might be at a massive deficit. So let's take my wife. It's harder for her to be taken seriously as an entrepreneur than it is for me. Okay, that sucks. Happy to acknowledge that. But then what is she supposed to do with that? Is she supposed to woe is me? Is she supposed to be angry about it? Does she want to go fight the system? She certainly can. If going down that path of you know trying to make change and trying to change policy is where she's passionate and feels that she can deliver the most value, then hey, go for it. But the way that I see life is you're always, even going into politics, what's going to end up happening is she's going to be taken less seriously because she's a woman. So she's going to, no matter where she goes, she's going to have to overcome those obstacles. So I'm just saying, don't give away your power, retain it, accept things are harder for me. That just is what it fucking is. And now I can either get more powerful to overcome that, or I can accept that that's just the way it is. And the greatest, most inspirational people in the world, in all of history, all of them said, fuck that. I'm going to go overcome this obstacle, smash through it, go under it, go around it, do whatever the hell I have to do in order to get the result that I want. And that's just how I want to live my life. Like I could give you a thousand excuses all the time but it doesn't serve me. It doesn't get me where I want to go. And because the goal of my life is to feel good about who I am, like to feel good about myself when I'm by myself, like that's the fucking juice. And I don't know if you've read Man's Search for Meaning or the Gulag Archipelago and 
come to the understanding that there is a level of human misery that very few in the Western world understand. And that is amazing. And I'm so beyond grateful for that. But to read books written by people who went through the concentration camps of World War II or the gulags in Russia and to see that they can come out of that having gained insight, having kept hope and an understanding of why they were fighting through all of that, retaining their power. And it, it, it's just, it's mind-blowing. And when you hear Viktor Frankl, who was in multiple concentration camps, say that there is a space between stimulus and response, and we all get to choose how we respond, that's the power. That's what I'm talking about. So even if it feels like the deck is stacked against you, I just don't think that it makes sense to give into that. So do I worry sometimes about where society is going? Yes. But at the end of the day, I just remind myself to hold on to my power, to figure out what it is that I want to do, to acknowledge the truth of the world the way that it is rather than the way that I believe that it should be, and then to act in a way that leverages the skill set that I care about that I'm trying to build to empower people to lift people up. And that is at the end of the day, exactly what impact theory is about. It's my theory on how to change mindset at scale in a way where somebody who's even antagonistic to a growth mindset would be so jazzed by the ideas and the characters that they encounter in the stories that we're going to tell that they can't help, but begin to embrace that way of thinking. So Thank you for letting me process that one out loud. It's definitely not something I will say that I've spent a ton of time uh, thinking about, but there it is. Degmara Ava. You recently had Hal Elrod on the show where Hal mentioned that affirmations is part of his miracle morning routine. Did he share at any point examples of his affirmations? Hal must have had some effective affirmations since he was able to get through such tough situations. Would love to hear them. Do you practice affirmations? If you do, for how long? And can you share some examples? So um, I don't remember if Hal gave us any of the actual affirmations that he uses on the episode or not. Um, Forgive me, I'd have to go back and check that out. Um, so speaking for myself, I will say that I don't have anything that, um, probably people would consider traditional affirmations. Um, I don't say, um, you know, I'm a strong, powerful person, but I do say like, as a reminder, yo, you can learn anything you set your mind to. So do you want to learn this or not? Um, so it doesn't feel as much like an affirmation as it does a swift kick in the ass, um, which is just the, the style that I have of communicating with myself, uh, because I needed to learn to toughen up. That was my journey, um, going from, you know, being somebody who felt like his life was out of control to being somebody that really felt in control was I had to learn to man the fuck up. That's not everybody's journey, but that was definitely what I had to go through. And so in that, I developed an inner voice that is um, encouraging, but very firm and just leaves no room for bullshit. So I don't want to lie to myself. I don't want to give myself an out. Um, so I never allow myself to focus blame outward. It is always inward, no matter what. And that has put me in a position where I'm always looking for solutions because if I'm in control, then that means shit. All I have to do is find the solution. And once I find the solution then I can change everything and that is my obsession. So, um, that's what I do is remind myself, Oh, you just failed at this. Oh, this really sucks. Oh, you think you're worthless. Well, wait a second. What's 
giving you that sense of worthlessness. You failed at this thing. Okay, why'd you fail at that thing? Oh, because you're not good at that. Okay, well, that's a skill set issue. So the question becomes, since you can learn anything that you set your mind to without limitation, do you want to put the time and energy into learning that? Because learning something, depending on what it is, may take an obscene amount of time and energy. And you just have to ask yourself whether you want to put in that amount of time and energy. And if you do, great, do it. And if you don't, then move on and stop feeling badly about it. But it doesn't make sense to fail and then wallow in the failure and beating yourself up. Um, so that is, and I mean, look, the 25 point, um, belief system, which you can download at impacttheory.com for free. Um, that thing is exactly what runs through my mind, um, on a day-to-day basis. And so, yeah, that should give you pretty much everything you ever want to know in terms of the mental jujitsu that you're going to have to play. All right. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors at Design Crowd. And these guys are amazing. I don't know if you've seen them, uh, but go to designcrowd.com. They're a website where you can crowdsource any design you'll ever need by over 680,000 great designers from all over the world who will work on your project at a price of your choice. And man, let me tell you, if you're just starting a business or you want to create something even just for your family, This is an extraordinary tool to use. We live in like the most extraordinary time ever where you can get somebody from who knows where, anywhere around the world to help you build your design. It's really pretty extraordinary. So whether you're a photographer, accountant, or small business owner, Design Crowd can help with your next logo, a business card, or basically any other project needs. And the great thing about this site is that within just hours of posting your project, you receive dozens of creative designs and ideas from creatives all over the world. And right now, as a special for our audience, they're offering a $100 VIP discount when you start your next project. Just head over to designcrowd.com forward slash impact to learn more. That's designcrowd.com forward slash I-M-P-A-C-T and go there, check it out, see what they've got, get the free trial. I think you guys are going to love it. Designcrowd.com. All right, next question is from Dan Wolf. I've been an educator for 22 years, and the field of social-emotional learning is sorely needed in education now more than ever. It focuses on developing skills within ourselves and especially within our youth around the areas of self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. This area in education is starting to gain more and more attention, but I want to do more in helping bring it to the forefront because our future depends on it. What type of platform should I invest my time into making this dream a reality in order to have the most impact? I've thought of writing a book, creating a podcast, writing a blog, or doing all three. Like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. That's crazy. I just said that. Um, And I want to do just that. Well, mad shout out to Gandhi, um, being as how I stole your quote and didn't credit you. That's pretty horrible. Um, But there it is. Um, So what should you do? Well, The reality is if you're trying to have reach at scale, and I'm making that assumption, if you want to reach as many people as possible, we need to make this as big as possible, which means you need to go where your audience is. I'm a huge believer in trying to leverage behavior rather than change it. So rather than try to create some new platform, like I want to know where are people already going? 
Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, TikTok, wherever. Wherever people are, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to make sure that my message is going out. And again, you need to, not again, but you need to know thy audience. So where does your particular demographic hang out? Um, Be very specific about that and start learning about that stuff. Start really going deep on it. Don't worry about your age or anything like that. If you have to you know, learn TikTok and all you see is 11-year-olds on there, then hey, if 11-year-olds are who you're trying to reach, then that's where you need to go. And you need to understand the ways in which they engage with it. And then you need to understand the flip side, which is how are the algorithms working? And if you really want your message to get out there, you've got to understand the algorithms. This is crazy to me. You can't understand how many director of marketing candidates I have interviewed that don't seem to understand the algorithms. That's pure insanity. So you need to understand how the algorithms are treating the content that you're putting out there so that you can reach the most people. Now, I'll break down the different um, ways that we use uh, the different platforms so you can get a sense of it. So Instagram is obviously highly visual, um, but it's got to be very snackable. People are not going to watch long-form content. That certainly has not been my experience. Um, So getting stuff out there that's short, that's quick, videos, quote cards, memes, memes, oh my God, meme-style content will pop off depending on um, what you're trying to do. Also, it can be a surprisingly intimate um, way to communicate with your audience, but I don't think it's necessarily great for um, longer form things, tutorials, things like that, uh, where you need to go a little more in depth, be a little more nuanced. I would say you want to go to YouTube for that. YouTube has always struck me as the holy grail. That's why we've invested so much time and energy there. Um, It's just very flexible. You can do a lot of different things. Now, the one thing that we're learning here and keep your eyes peeled because we're almost certainly going to be making changes to where we release content is the YouTube algorithm really wants you to do one kind of content. Um, and so you'll ha- probably have to break out separate channels depending on what types of content that you're putting out there. But that's going to allow you not only to build a community, not only get feedback on your videos, but it's also going to allow you to put out um, longer form video, which certainly um, there is a massive appetite for. So this really comes down to, you know, exactly um, how you think you're good. And that's another thing, by the way, are you charismatic? Uh, I wish that that weren't a thing. I wish that that didn't matter. But the reality is it does. And on a visual medium, then you really have to be charismatic. So um, there's also can be slightly more expensive or at least slightly more time consuming to do things if you're shooting on multiple cameras, but you can strip it all the way down to a single iPhone and still upload it to YouTube. Um, Those are those two are my primary forms of communicating. We also do publish on Facebook, um, but I find that Facebook is... um it's a mixed bag in terms of the audience. So you get some extraordinary people, but then you also get a lot of trolls. Um, So that one is for us mostly outgoing. There's not as much engagement as there is on Instagram or YouTube. Um, And then, yeah, I would say, depending on what you want to do, depending on which um, areas have the demographic that you're looking for. And you can also lean to ones. The reason partly that I lean to YouTube was my background is filmmaking. So um, think about that as well. All right. Speaking of learning new skills, if you need to, to reach your audience, I want to talk to you guys about Skillshare. These guys, A, are just an amazing sponsor, um, but they also have an online learning community of creators that is absolutely astonishing with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover 
countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. So whether you're looking to cultivate a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching your goals. And you guys know my absolute obsession with skills. I really believe that the only thing standing between who you are today and the person that you want to become and whatever it is you're trying to create, whether it's wealth or impact or whatever, the only thing that stands between you and that is skills. And that's why I'm super stoked to be partnered up with Skillshare. I think that you guys will benefit tremendously by going and checking it out, taking a course. So go join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you guys. Get two free months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering my beloved Impact Theory community two free months. So go check that out. You'll get access to over 25,000 classes for free. It is unlimited access for two months. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash impact theory. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash impact theory to start your two months right now. That's Skillshare.com slash impact theory. All right. We got an anonymous question. My mother has always been negative and anxious. It always feels like she has the weight of the world on her shoulders. But her life is pretty easy now. It feels like she's still living in misery and she always negatively overreacts to the smallest incidents or problems. How can I help her? Especially that she thinks she's too old to change and her negativity is creating more of a strain on her relationship with my father because all of their kids are now out of the house and they're alone. (coughs) Any help is much appreciated. All right, my friend. One, when I say I can relate to loving somebody who creates misery in their own life, I mean, I understand at a deep and visceral fundamental level, I get it. But here's the reality. You cannot force people to change. You just can't. And you're going to introduce a layer of misery to your relationship with her if you can't have compassion and just just be with her. Just sit with her. Just chill and hang out. Don't try to change her. Don't make her feel guilty. Lead by example for sure, for sure, but understand that she may never come around. I don't want that to be true. I don't want it to be true that you can't lead a horse or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That fucking drives me nuts. You would think If what you're doing would make somebody's life better, that they would at least give it a shot. But the human mind does not work like that. So you will end up straining your relationship, causing problems between you two if you do that. Live by example. Let her watch you changing. Let her feel your vibe. Let her feel how calm you are. Let her feel that you love her. Let her feel that you love her exactly the way she is. That you'd be stoked if she were to find happiness in herself to cultivate that joy, you would love that. But the reality is you're not going to be able to convince her to do it because she believes, as Einstein said, the most important decision anyone has to make is whether they live in a friendly or a hostile universe. And your mom believes that she lives in a hostile universe and she does not realize that that belief is a choice. But you can't force her to make a different choice. And so the only thing you can do is love her, man. I wish I had a better answer. 
Because let me tell you, it feels like shit living with that and it feels like shit giving you that advice. But that's the reality. And so you can enjoy your time with her and you can love her and you can love her right where she is, as she is, and um, just hope that over time she sees the joy in you and she feels more joyous around you and she wants to be around you and she starts asking you how you think and then you can explain it. But never trying to convince her that your way is better. Roland Coutinho, I think. What advice do you have for a 38-year-old who wants to take a plunge into entrepreneurship? I have worked in corporate all my life. I have heard varying opinions like that entrepreneurship is a young person's game. People are born with it or everything is figureoutable to humans and the ultimate ad- and humans are the ultimate adaptation machines and can learn anything. I wonder where you heard that. I very much want to believe in the latter. What are the steps, if any, to move towards self-employment at 38? All right, here's the great fucking news. You do not need to quit your job to figure out if you're going to thrive emotionally and financially as an entrepreneur. Start a side hustle. The reality is humans truly are the ultimate adaptation machine. All you have to do is look at how we're built at a DNA level. Humans are the ultimate apex predator. You can find a human on every part of the globe. You can't say that about any other creature other than maybe bacteria. And bacteria have us outflanked. Fair enough. But in terms of sentient creatures, I will say that we've done the best. And Darwin seems right on the money on this one. And remember, he did not say it's the survival of the fittest. What he actually said was, it's not the strongest of the species nor that survives, nor the most intelligent, but rather the most adaptive to change. Now, It's not too hard to figure out that anybody that can go into any environment and figure out how to deal in that environment is going to win. That's why right now humans are beating AI and the holy grail of AI is what they call general AI, something that can do anything. You can put it in any environment and it can figure it out. That shit is hard to do. But that's exactly what humans do. We adapt to our environment. Now we adapt mentally, but we also adapt physically. And you need look no further than somebody who's done extreme cold exposure to see just how much the human body can adapt. You actually turn what's called white fat into brown fat. Brown fat is more thermogenic. It actually kicks off heat. There was a woman that swam the Bering Strait, which is the space between Alaska and Russia, if I'm not mistaken. And she swam that shit in ice cold water in like a wetsuit. Or may, I, I can't remember how little she was in. It certainly wasn't more than a wetsuit. She should have died of hypothermia given how long it took her to swim. But she had been preparing herself for, I forget how long, but she used to sleep in the winters in Alaska, if I'm not mistaken, with the windows open in Alaska with like no sheets. So she just got her body to transform. She only ever took cold showers, all that stuff. So she turned all of her adipose tissue into brown adipose tissue and it was very thermogenic. And so she was able to kind of like a seal does use the fat to keep her warm as she swam. Now that is but one of many, many physical transformations that we can go through. You can go to the gym, obviously, and transform your body radically. And everybody gets that because you can see it, but people don't understand the mental transformations are just as profound. And by the way, accompanied with physical rewiring of the brain. So 
That stuff is super, super powerful. It is real. Um, And I mean, look, go pick up a sport or go into the gym. You'll be able to see that at a physiological level, not only do you get stronger, but that the workouts get easier. You understand them. You move faster through the gym. There's just like a general sense of having oriented yourself to it. So you can get better. But I say do the night hustle. Don't burn the ships of the shore. Go figure out one, if you enjoy it, because not everybody does. Because let me tell you, there is some shit to being an entrepreneur. It is not fun a lot of the times, not fun at all. So unless you absolutely have got to, for whatever reason, be the CEO, the thing that you want to bring into the world will never be brought into the world unless you do that. Um, You want to be your own boss and you are willing to give up anything to do it. You love just acquiring new skills relentlessly. You love figuring out the puzzle, like whatever it is. If you've got some very compelling reason why you have to be an entrepreneur, then give it a shot. Start spending your nights and weekends. By doing it, you're going to figure out very quickly if you're going to enjoy the process of getting great at it. You will need to get great and you will start terribly. You will fail early for sure, but don't take that as a sign that you can't get good. Just because you're not good doesn't mean you can't get good. So go give it a shot. As um, it has been said, you will learn far more in action than you ever will in thought. So go do it, my friend. All right, that's it, everybody. Peace out. If this is adding value to your life, it would be amazing if you would go rate and review this, give this five stars, tell your friends about it. I'm trying to get into the top 100. It mean the world to me if you went and rated and reviewed. Thanks, guys. Until next time, be legendary. Take care.